Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Kisisa Revi, the fourth Aliyah in Pasha's Kisisa. The topic of our Aliyah is the back of Hashem. This Aliyah is a short Aliyah as well. It is only seven soaking long, running from Perik Lamed Gimel, Pasuk Yud Zayin to Pasuk Chav Gimel. The Hashem has now told Moshe Rabbeinu that he is going to agree that he will go with the nation of Israel, he will treat Israel differently, he will just make a distinction between Israel and the rest of the nations, because Moshe Rabbeinu has found favor in his eyes, and he will show him Bashem through his name, which means the way he'll interact with this world. At which point Moshe Rabbeinu has one more request. He says, Hareini no es kevodecha, show me your honor. This should not be confused with the previous earlier, where he asks for the ways of Hashem, the way you interact with this world, now he's asking, Kvodecha, your honor. It sounds like it's closer to understanding Hashem. Hashem says, Ani avires I'll pass all my goodness in front of you, and I will call Bashem Hashem in the name of Hashem in front of you, and I will give Chain to those I wish to, and I will give Rachamim to those I wish to give mercy to, but you will not be able to see my face. No human being can see me and lives as Hashem. Rather, there's a place, I have a place with me. You'll stand by the rock. He puts him in the Nikras Hatsur, in this little cleft of the rock, and passes in front of him. And it says, I'll remove my hand. You'll see my back. You will not see my front. That's why Hashem says, very enigmatic conversation. What is Moshe requesting to see? What is Hashem really showing him? What's the back? What's the front? So what is the request? Let's start off at the beginning. Rashi says, he is looking for a future way of achieving mercy. Meaning to say, he says, I'm asking for a way that I know. You need to teach me, Hashem, how it is, what it is, uh, which is what Hashem is giving him, how to avoid future situations of this as well. And so therefore, you, as he points out, in this situation, Moshe Rabbeinu, you needed to do this for the nation of Israel. I will now teach you a way which is going to lead to the next Aliyah, which are the Yud Gimel Midas Arachim, the 13 attributes of Hashem's mercy. I will teach you how to do that. That's what it means, Ani Avir is called to V. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was looking for as well. And what does it mean that a human being cannot see Hashem and live? Raji says, very simple, is that you do not have the permission. It is beyond your capacity and scope. Um, legitimate, legitimate scope. However, it's not just about permission. The Gemorian and Darim Adap, Lamed Chesam and Aleph tells us that um, Moshe Rabbeinu um, achieved the 49th gateway of understanding. That there are 50 gateways of understanding. Moshe Rabbeinu got to the 49th one, Vatachasreu Ma'at Me'elokimeni. It took him a, a little bit lower than godliness, which means to say Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to get to the 50th of the of Sharbina or gateway of understanding. What that means to say is that for us to exist as independent beings, for us to think of ourselves as existence, we need to have a sense of self. To have a sense of self, there is a barrier between us and the divine, which is much bigger than us. From the perspective of infinity, the world doesn't really exist. Hashem says, the place is with me, meaning to say, I'm the context of space and time. Everything exists within me. So from the perspective of the outside, there is no space. There's no. There's no nothing else besides Hashem. From within the space, it seems that in that space there is us and there is God, who is imminent rather than transcendent. What Hashem is essentially saying is, is that the space is with me. 
But if I were to reveal myself to you, then you wouldn't really exist. You would realize that your existence is not existence is not independent. That is the reason why a human being cannot understand, because they are limited by their own self-consciousness. Take that away, and they no longer exist. And that's sometimes what's explained as the Medrash, which describes how Bnei Yisrael were, were shot back 12 mil um, when they had the, the experience of Matan Torah. That wasn't because it was just a powerful lights and sound show. It means to say that the revelation of God was so powerful that their existence stopped. They no longer had a sense of self. They popped out of existence and it had to be reconstituted, which is why the experience was too powerful for them. That is what the Gemara says is regarding Moshe Rabbeinu as well. In fact, the Gemara in on Megillah that Yud Tesla Beis gives us a very fascinating observation about this, the Gemara says in the name of Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, that If Moshe Rabbeinu and Eliyahu, Eliyahu met Hashem in the same area on Har Sinai, later on in the Sefer Melachim, Melachim Alav Perik Yotas, if it were not to, for, for, for this little, um, we'll call pinprick, through which they saw the brilliance of God, they would not be able to have. They would not be able to sustain it. Meaning to say, they were in this cave, and through a pinprick was the the infinite light of God was shining. That was all they could possibly, as a human being, at such a level, even uh, a fathom of uh, absorbing or understanding. Now, what does it mean the back of Hashem precisely? So the Gemara in Brachos and Dazayim or Aleph continues to say a very interesting observation. What that means is. He showed him the knot on the tefillin, which is so strange. That's what Hashem showed him, the knot on the tefillin. It's like when you see a man wearing tefillin and then their back is to you, you see the back of the tefillin on the back of the nape of their neck. That's what Hashem was showing. What does that mean precisely? So the Ben Yehoyadah, the Ben Yishchayin, his commentary on the Gemara says that it refers to the idea of the, the, the way he describes it is, is the light that was on Hashem is expressed in the kesher, in the knot. What does that mean? He says that there, there is the letter, yam, there's the letter which is on the back of the tefillin, and he showed him the or ois dalad, the light of the letter dalad, shu kesher tefillin, which is expressed in the back knot by the back of the net. Some people have a square there, some people have a letter dalad there as the knot. And they are both ex- expressed in, so to speak, on the way to the letter Yud, which means to say that really he said he showed in the back of the Yud, which is the letter Dalad. The word, le- word Yud is spelled Yud Vav Dalad. He saw the back of the Dalad. So he was seeing space in its expression. Dalad is, so to speak, you know, the X and the Y axis, the expression of ideas, which expand from that line, which is two dimension, to one dimension, which is the Yud, which is that point. He showed him the expression of reality, but not the essence of reality, which is what the Ben, ben Yohayana is saying. This is obviously, if you look at the letter Yud and you spell it out in your mind as Yud Vav Dalet, it's expansion from the dot to the plane to the axi, which is what's being said. And he's seeing the expression of it in the system because it's too much to understand the actual point from which it comes as well. Um, the Rav Yodakil explains that the, perhaps the Kesher of the Tefillin means the knot or the connection between the two sets of Tefillin. What does that mean? The two sets of Tefillin, um, that we know that we wear Tefillin, which talk about how we unify Hashem in the world. Shema Yisrael Hashem Anakin Hashem Echad. But the Gemara actually describes that Hashem wears Tefillin Kivyachal. And what does it say in his Tefillin? There's one nation in the land, which is the nation of Israel. So he unifies and sees us as unified, and we see him as unified. What's the kesher shel tefillin? The knot of the tefillin is not the knot on the tefillin. It's the connection between the kesher, the 
connection between the tefillin that we wear and the tefillin that Hashem wears. If we're doing our job, then Hashem is going to be connecting to us and seeing us as, and allowing us to be one in the land as well. Rav, Rav Kook actually says it might be the notion of the connection between the emotional, the intellectual, the tefillin shal yad, and the tefillin shal rosh, which is what, what Hashem was showing him. Another perspective in what the back of Hashem is as opposed to the front of Hashem, the Chassam Sofer explains, is the idea that we cannot see Hashem a priori in history. We can't say, oh, this must be what Hashem is, the way Hashem is running history. This must be why this war is happening. This must be why this epidemic is unfolding. No, no, we can't prescribe, we can't understand in those terms. What we can understand is Me'achorav. We can understand backwards. Once we've seen in retrospect the whole the story come to its full conclusion. We see all the pieces come together, and that might take centuries. Only then can we really say, oh, this was the hand of Hashem. So Hashem is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, don't try to understand the future as it's happening. Try to understand the past once you've seen it, and that'll be the way you understand Hashem through the course of history. With this, we conclude a very profound conversation, a very important conversation, which is meant for us to appreciate the significance of our relationship with Hashem. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.